<laughs> Dorcas. Oh my god. It's been we a while. We need to come up with a an intro. It has been a while. We've been busy, busy beavers. <laughs> um, yeah, we're getting ready for the wild card. The wild card annual showcase. Eleventh annual. Eleventh annual showcase. So we're eating sushi and putting makeup on. Eating some sushi. Eating some sushi. And it's just, it's just been a while. We've been pretty busy. Jessie's, well, you were gone for like ever. I was gone for two weeks. That was forever. That was forever. Um, Jesse started a new again. job. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, you know, life just gets in the way sometimes. Yes, I finally escaped the tyranny that was Sony <laughs> after eight years. I, you know, it wasn't like terrible, but yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess we'll just do like a little update on what we've been doing. Um, you go first. You were in Paris. It was awesome. It was. I was in Paris for two weeks. Fifi Way Dupont hosted me for a weekend of workshops out there, which was really amazing. I have a little like short interview that I did with her that eventually I'll like get around to posting. <laughs> but Paris, the Paris community was really just incredible. They're very, um, they're very skilled dancers and they're very dedicated to studying. So it was really nice to have a big group of people who were pretty proficient. And who shared your passion. Yeah. And who shared my passion. This is the first time that I've been invited to teach somewhere. So I felt a lot of pressure. (laughs) (laughs) I felt a lot of pressure to like, you know, live up to the expectation and like, obviously, you know, you always want good attendance at your workshops and yeah. And Europe is hard because there's always so much going on. There's so much. Yeah. And people travel from country to country for mm-hmm. workshops. So it's well, like, it's so easy. It's, so easy, it's yeah. like it's a two going... hour train ride to right. London. It's like us going to, I don't know, Vegas or Southern California. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Southern California. It takes longer for us to get to Southern California than it does for someone to take a train from France to London. I know. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. Yeah. So there's just a ton going on there. Um, and Fifi just has a really great local community and she's really dedicated to, you know, teaching ATS the way that Carolina intended it to be taught in the way that we do it in Fat Chance. So it was just, great. It was just really great. Yeah. And you ate your weight in croissant. I ate my weight in croissant and <laughs> baguette. baguettes and macaron. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. It was just fun to go out there and like meet a bunch of new dancers. It's like when I think about it, it it just is kind of incredible to me because it's the first time that I've ever gone anywhere, like any sort of dance, anything where I didn't know a single person. Oh, isn't that, it's like a mixture of terrifying and amazing. Yeah. Well, and and I don't mean this to be like weird and presumptuous in any way, but they all know you. Right. You have yeah. no idea who any of these people are. Yeah, which is exactly. Awesome. Which is awesome and weird. weird. It's really weird. And I mean, like, I had never even met Fifi, and she hosted right. me in her house. Like, <laughs> yeah, she took a risk. She did, yeah. But um, I mean, you're not a serial killer that we know of, so um, maybe I'm just a really good serial killer. 
Maybe. <laughs> but it's like it's like you, you feel like you have to introduce yourself to everybody because that's the polite thing to do. Right. And yeah. you're like, hi, I'm Sophia. And they go, I know. I know. Like, Someone literally was like, I know who you are. And I was I like, was like <laughs> that's weird. But yeah, you yeah. probably do because my face has been all right. over these advertisements. Right. Exactly. For the workshops and YouTube videos yeah. and stuff. I, I um, when I was in Rome... <laughs> A student talked to me, and they, and they, I was like, "Hi, I'm Jesse," and they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> or, or this happened to me in Rome too. I was look, I put my flyers down, and I'm in like Muggle. Yeah, you know, I don't look anything like this glamorous person on the postcard. <laughs> and this girl next to me picks up the postcard and looks at me and goes, "Oh, Jesse's here. This is gonna be great." <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I hear she's okay. <laughs> what did they say? They, like, they didn't realize it was you. They didn't realize it was me. That's so funny. She's like, oh, who are you? You should have totally talked shit about yourself. She's like, know. oh, that Jessie. She... She's a hard ass in class. <laughs> no, it was just funny. She did realize after a while. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, oh my God, why didn't you say anything? I was like, I don't know. I was having fun. I know. She's lucky that you didn't fuck with her. I know, because you are want to do. Yeah, but yeah. So that was that was a really interesting experience. I've never before that. I've never gone somewhere where I didn't know at least one person. Mm. And Fifi did a show on Friday. Oh my god, it was so crazy. Well, didn't you land on like Friday morning? I Friday afternoon. Oh my god. Yeah, so I got in. I had like barely enough time to shower. I don't know. I always feel disgusting yeah, for international so. travel. So, um, we didn't have any time to talk about the set beforehand. Like, we had, obviously, we had had the music pretty mm-hmm. far in advance. Have um, you released the video yet? I haven't, because I am lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lazy, and I'm also, like, you know, like, it's the first solo that I've done in a really long ah, time. Ah, shut up. So, do it. Do it. Do it. I know. I just need to do it. But I thought that our set turned out pretty good considering we had literally never met. Right. Until like Isn't that fun? a couple hours before. And it really is a testament to like yeah. to our to what we always tell people. The thing about this dance form is that you really can do just it with anybody. Yeah, just rock up. And yeah. That was really cool. I taught four workshops. I made them do a lot of, like, really nitty-gritty technique work. I bet you did. <laughs> Which hopefully they appreciated. And then the fourth workshop was um, a tessera workshop. We did Spread. a little bit of tessera stuff. Yeah. So. Spread that tessera I know, yeah. That's what I was up to for two weeks. And then in that time, you started a new job. <laughs> I started a new job, and then I was, I just laid in bed and ate chips, because I was sad while you were gone. I know. <laughs> I sent her flowers. I sent she her flowers. She did the, the, the <laughs> a-hole. Like, I got home after, like, my last day at Sony, and I was like, do-do-do-do-do. I, I was, like, on such a high. And uh, I got home, and there's a, a box for me, and I open it, and it's flowers, and I was like... This is not for Matt. <laughs> I know, I like it. She sent Matt, her husband, uh, sorry, I'm like opening stuff, um, a photo, and he was like, who sent you flowers? I and I was like, me, obviously. Like, who the hell else is going to send you, like, send Jesse flowers if not you? It was Matt. 
has gotten me a flower once. We've been together for since 2002. Wait, he literally got you a flower? A flower <laughs> one time. He does not like to buy flowers because they die. Yeah. No, I get that. No, I get it too. So much happened. You started a new job. Fat Chance hosted Carolina yes. in San Francisco. For a day of workshops. For a day of workshops. And then you did Shadow Dance. Oh, Shadow Pants. Because uh, Jesse also moonlights as a fusion dancer now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, Shadow Dance was a, a beautiful and wonderful challenge for me because... I don't know, over the summer, I was just like, I want to do something different and challenge my brain. So I saw that Ariella, um, who's a, for those of you who don't know, is a gothic fusion dancer based in Oakland, and she's she's gorgeous, and she was ho- holding open auditions for Deshret Dance Company, her, like, sort of pet project, and I was like, ah, why not? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, you had done fusion dance before. Before, just yeah. not seriously. Right. So I, I did the audition and found out like a couple days after that I had actually gotten in, <laughs> which was fun. And what did you have to do for the audition again? She gave you like a 30 seconds short of choreography. choreography. Yeah, 30 seconds of choreography. So I had to learn 30 seconds of choreography on my own based on video, which wow, is a lot hard. harder than yeah. it sounds. Especially for somebody like me who's not used to fusion movement. Right. And music and anyway and the audition was you basically went in and performed it for Ariella and her assistant Danielle White and you were shaking the entire time (laughs) at least I was shaking the entire time and um yeah it was uh, and then I found out I got in rehearsal started September 1st no end of September yeah, because you had, yeah. what, about a month before yeah. the show? We had a month to get ready for Shadow Dance for an 18-minute choreography. Yeah. Um, so intense. It was super intense. Twice a week, audi- uh, not audition, um, Rehearsal. rehearsals for three hours each. So that was challenging and fun. And then the night of the show, you know, we got there. You spent all day at the venue, which was nice. It was in San Francisco? Yeah, it was at Danny Lounge. And... Uh, I gotta say, I, it was one of the most challenging and rewarding experiences, but the most challenging part about it was that damn costume. <laughs> it was a beautiful, beautiful costume, and once you see, like, we'll release the video at some point, but, like, it was a ballet leotard. And ATS dancers are not used to being so naked. Yeah. I don't even, like, I don't even, like, exposing my armpits. Armpits, yeah. I was like, oh, no, my armpits are showing. I know. Doing ITS for a while, like every time I performed, I was like, My armpits! Oh my god! And, and before we got on, they're like, Armpit check! I was like, This yeah, is a real thing! It wow! Is. Anyway, so that was that was fun, and um, I'm still in Deshret. We're gonna be at Requiem in, in um, Fresno in April, and all sorts of other shenanigans. So if you're out that way, come check it out. And then the Carolina workshop was a three-hour workshop. It was picky technique, and those of you who have done a picky technique workshop with Carolina before, you basically get the opportunity to tell Carolina what you want to do. Like, nine times out of ten, she will say, we are going to do Toxeme. <laughs> because 
She loves Toxine. It's a hard movement. I think it honestly is one of the hardest movements in our entire vocabulary. Right. And that's what she says at the beginning of this workshop is, you know, we're going to do Toxine because it is so hard. So she did, she spent a good like 40 minutes going over Toxine. And then she opened the floor to, you know, take requests. And people asked for some good stuff. Funny enough, it was mostly slow movements. Hmm. Because I think they're so muscular. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of... It, all of the movements are so gradual, they feel... People feel like there's a lot of room for error, like where their arm is, where their... Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I almost feel like my slow is not as strong as my really? fast. Yeah. Well, take it from me, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Babe! Oh, that <clears throat> shade of it all. But it's funny because, we, you know, Carolina is standing in front of you. Mm-hmm. She looks at you and she goes, what do you want to do? And you, everybody in the room just froze <laughs> for like a solid minute. And the um, person piped up and they were like, can we do belly rolls and flutters? And Carolina was very gracious and was like, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, let's stick to something that um, can actually be used in like a group improv situation and that is accessible to, you know, everybody in the room. Because I feel like belly rolls and flutters are just a bit, what is it, advanced? They're very, well, they're very specialty. Yeah, is they're, the thing. they're very, very specialty. And I get it. Like, I mean, if, you, if you're going to study those two things from anyone, uh, yeah. you would want to study them from Carolina. Right. But you have an opportunity to... Study with the master instructor, you know? I just don't think that that... You know, you can't use it in improv. Yeah. It's really just a specialty... A specialty movement that you would use in a solo. Right. It just seems like a strange thing to ask. It was. It was. At a workshop on picky technique. Right. When you told me this story, I was like, this to me is just so emblematic of, like, wanting to learn the fancy special stuff. Fancy footwork. Yeah, at the expense of the of the fundamentals. Right. And I don't think that was her intention. Sure. I think she was just really excited. Yeah. To be um, with the master teacher, the person you want to study with the most, um, especially these two specific movements. But as soon as she said it, everybody in the room just froze like, oh, no, are we going to? It's like, if you want to learn that, you should probably take a private lesson with Carolina, you know? Right. (laughs) Like, that's probably the best way. You're only going to scratch the surface, Mm. even in three hours. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you could spend all three hours on belly rolls and flutters, and you still are just scratching the surface. But I think it was a good experience for everybody. I think we want to host her once every quarter. Yeah, I mean, Carolina does not teach regularly anymore, so yeah. if you have an opportunity to study with her... Take it. Grab definitely it. definitely take it. I look like a crazy person, right? I look like a paint-by-number right now. <laughs> Jessie is contouring right now, and she's at that crazy point where it's like, she looks like the diagram, but she'll blend it out. Don't worry. I'm blending right now. One of my favorite moments in a performance, like right before a gig, was Sophia coming up to me and going, are you going to blend that? <laughs> so fucking bitchy. <laughs> I was like, well, I thought I did. <laughs> well, girl, 
I would not let you go out on stage with a, mess. Like a tiger stripe that's down my much, cheek. That's how much I like you. My second favorite performance moment was at Tannerine when Wendy Allen came up to me, put her finger down the front of my bra, and adjusted my coin bra for me. See? And I had like... Didn't really know her. I didn't really point. know her well at that point. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> friends don't let friends go on stage looking a mess. With wonky boobs With or wonky bad boobs contour. Or harsh contour. <laughs> Anyway, so we're getting ready for the wild card showcase. Some of our favorite bitches. Oh God, will you say that every podcast? I, I know. Like... Oh my God. Shut up about wild card already. I know. <laughs> and we were we were just uh, chatting before we started recording about um, recent gigs we've we've both been participating in. Mm-hmm. A couple nights ago, Fat Chance. Um, meaning me, Anita, and Michio were invited to do like a corporate party, which is always, it's always fun performing for the lay crowd or like the muggles. (laughs) It's definitely a different challenge. It is. It is. And you have to consider every single little part of your performance. Yeah. When you're performing to people who have no idea what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. The first thing they see when you come out is the costume. So, for, I feel like for people who've never seen ATS before, and it's like a nighttime party, we decided to go like silk spin, like colorful and sparkly. Right. Nothing, nothing too traditional, no like Banjara. But it was interesting as we were dancing because we started with Maghreb, the o- older helm version, and uh, everybody was so into it. They were clapping, they were screaming along, you know. And then Tried by Five Over Four came on, which is a more contemporary. And we're dancing. We're dancing our friggin' hearts out. I'm looking around the room. Everybody checked out immediately. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It is weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that is. Like, part of it is that you can only hold people's attention span continuously for, like, a certain amount of time. Sure. You know, and Mock Grab's, like, three, four minutes. Yeah. And it's also fast, though. People were really yeah. into, like, the big shimmy movements. and But as soon as it went slow, they all went back to their drinks. <laughs> Chit-chatting. Chit-chatting, went back to their drinks. And then Royal Elby came on, and everybody got came alive again. Everybody yeah. in the room. It was me and Michio doing a power duet. I should I should add some context here. Is uh, There was no stage. We did not know this until we entered the room. But we had to navigate around big, like, roulette and poker tables, and everyone was just everywhere. So it was a weird cafe style. So, you know, once we Roelby hit, we started this power duet, and people were really excited. One woman started to dance with us. And then, after that, Desert Rose came on, and that everybody in the room immediately recognized, you know, Sting, is it? Yeah. uh Yeah. And that was it. Like, they were... It was like a concert. Like, and we... <laughs> a, a bunch of dudes tried to dance with us. Yeah. They were respectful. They didn't, like, get into our faces. Okay, but, well, that's good. Yeah. You don't have to punch anybody. No, no. It was It was just interesting to watch the audience watch us. Mm-hmm. Or not watch us. Right, yeah. And it's, you know, when you're preparing a, an ATS set for, for lay folk... I don't know. I feel like we... And, and Matt and 
your boyfriend Steven has said something similar is just like either don't do slow at all or keep it to a minimum. Super, super short. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't really know what they're seeing. Right. Right. You know, like they don't understand that what we're doing, you know, like the difficulty of what we're doing Mm. or any of the nuance that goes into it. Like, yeah, it's just harder to hold an audience sometimes, especially Especially when there's other things in the room. Oh, yeah, like that are Jack and... Yeah, that are potentially, you know, competing for their attention. And a bar and... I mean, unless you get an opportunity to announce to the crowd beforehand mm. that what you're doing is improv. Yeah. They don't understand that what they're seeing is, like, just being created right. in front of them. But I feel like, as entertainers, that's something that we really need to consider is... You know, who is our audience? Mm-hmm. What is the... Where are they going to be? Yeah. Like, I, we didn't know beforehand that it was going to be cafe style. Right. I think I mentioned, like, <laughs> as we were walking on, that's when we saw the poker tables and the roulette tables. And we were like, like oh, jeez. Uh-oh. Yeah. You know? For people who aren't familiar with cafe style, it's basically a long... It's basically a line. Yeah. If you can achieve a, di- a diagonal, <laughs> yeah. that's preferable, but you don't always have that much space. It was designed for dancing in cafes, which is Cafe why it's called cafe Istanbul. style. Yes. So you're imagining a limited amount of space in between the tables, and you're dancing in between the tables. Right. So that's I don't know. It was an interesting style. experience, but afterwards it really made me think, like, what if... Would a, would a different slow song have been better or just cutting it out altogether. Right. Yeah, it's just, it's hard to tell. Yeah. You know, it's just hard to tell what the audience is going to react to. We did a street fair once, the um, Dancing on Waverly. It's in Waverly Place, which is in Chinatown. And we did Waharan. Oh, yeah. If you're not familiar with the song Waharan, it's it's this, like, slow-moving train, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like, the build-up is really, really long. Like, it's sort of a slow... Like, it starts out really, like, chill, and then it builds up to this huge crescendo. And as a dancer, you really have to, like, rein it in. And it's hard, because, you know, you have, like, adrenaline going, and... But if you can really sort of, like, channel the energy of that song, it's, mm. it's, it's exciting to dance to. And I've had, like, mixed results dancing to Waharan. Like, I think that we had danced to it previously to something, like, within that week or within the last two weeks, and it, like, had not turned out that great. (laughs) Which is why I think Anita picked it, because, like, she wanted to, like, you know, she wanted to come at Waharan again. And I don't know, for me, that was, like, the best Waharan that... (laughs) <laughs> I've ever been a part of. I don't know like, what happened. I'm never doing it again. Yeah. And like, we got a lot of comments afterwards about like how amazing that's, they were like, that slow song was really incredible, huh. you know? And so it's just funny. It's like even the same song, different audience, like you just never know what's gonna, what's gonna vibe with them. Yeah. And then like, sometimes you dance to an empty room, right? Like we've yeah. danced at festivals late at night and literally <laughs> danced to like three people. <laughs> <laughs> the best. So I think I think the lesson from that is that you can't always rely. Like you have to be able to dig deep into yourself to pull out whatever whatever energy you need to perform. Like you can't always rely on your audience to do that for you. Oh sure. Right. Like it's really great if you have a super responsive audience. If you feed off of that, 
and if that's what you need to be able to go on stage and deliver, yeah, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage because there's just no guarantee that that's what's going to happen for you. Yeah. I don't know. It was just interesting to me, like, mostly because we were getting paid to be there. Yeah. And you feel like... You want to deliver. Right. Yeah. And the slow song obviously didn't really deliver much. Well, how long was your set? You had 20 minutes. 20 minutes, which is a long set yeah. for us. But yeah, no, I, we got great feedback afterwards, but it just made me think about how I would organize a set in yes. a corporate gig like that was. Yeah. How do I organize a set for a hofla where everybody knows what you're doing mm-hmm. and everyone's really familiar? Yeah, like when we're, when I'm putting a set together for a lay audience, like never start with slow. <laughs> I, think, I think I remember Carolina, Carolina said something about that. Yeah, yeah, she did. She was like... If you start going on slow for a lay audience, you may as well just not go on. Yeah. Because you need to do something to immediately grab their attention. Right. Unless you're coming out with, like, swords or something. Right. Something that's super dramatic. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Magrub starts slow, but we also came in walking through the audience in Zagarating. Yeah, it has that nice, like, call. Yeah. Call to the dancers. Hey, look at us. We're Mm -hmm. coming. Yeah, starting with slow is definitely... You're not setting yourself up for success. Yeah. You're really freaking me out right now. Sophia does her one eye done. <laughs> Sophia does her makeup one eye at a time. <laughs> and like her one eye is all like eyeshadowed and dramatic and the other eye is like, I just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like somebody punched you in the face. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> But yeah, so obviously a situation like that is like different for something like what we're doing tonight, which is still pretty low key. And we'll be dancing mostly for other dancers and their family members. Which is more stressful to me. (laughs) Yeah. Dancing for your peers. Yeah. Dancing for my peers is way more stressful for me than non-peers like yeah. on friday night i didn't i it's not that i didn't care is i wasn't nervous well yeah because you know no one's gonna be like right. dissecting they don't know what they're looking at they're just excited that there are dancers right. there with like lots of you know jewelry and costume stuff but yeah we're dancing for a community of dancers up north in sebastopol that both of us really respect mm-hmm. um as people and as entertainers and we're almost like oh no yeah i know and i think that when we do tessera stuff i think we feel a lot of pressure to like step it up from whatever we did last time yeah we're kind of like in this arms race with ourselves i know i know (laughs) but yeah so for tonight we're gonna debut some new vocab that we've been working on i mean we're always working on that's the thing with Tessera. Stuff. It's always crazy things happening in our brains. Your brains. My brains. Mostly Sophia's brains. <laughs> I'm going to put that on the record. <laughs> all of the crazy shit. <laughs> Not all of it, but 90% of it. <laughs> like, I'll have an idea once every six months. And every rehearsal, Sophia's like, I have an idea. And I'm like, oh, shit. Sometimes I just text Jesse random things. I'll just text her random things and she'll be like, what is this for? I'm like, I don't know. It's just an idea that I came up with. I thought it would be cool. I'm like, God damn it. And she, she sends me all sorts of diagrams and I feel bad 
sometimes because I don't respond because I'm like trying to internalize these complex diagrams that she creates in Google Docs and like I, I'm a very visual person so I actually need to see it and then yeah. we'll get to rehearsal and she'll show it to me I'm like oh <laughs> Not as crazy as you meant it out, as you meant it, made it seem to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, we're dancing for mostly other dancers, yeah. mostly other improv, right? Yeah, ATS I think based. Be some fusion there and some cat. Yeah. So people that are familiar with our format, and so for for shows like this, for us, like when we when we attack a set. It really is like, okay, you think about the big things that you want to put in first. Like, so what's, you know, this new big crazy vocab thing that we're testing out. You want to fit that into the set first. And then there's all those like little bits of music that I think we respond to. You know, there might be some part where we're like, oh, we really like want to do something here. Right. So we kind of, we like to really blend choreography, like little bits of choreography staging mm-hmm. and then large parts of improv yeah so like primarily improv like sort of broken up with like a little bit of choreography and some staging right and that's not to say that it happens that way every time yeah <laughs> because what sophia says like primarily improv if we miss that bit of choreo or that little combo that we want to stick in at a particular moment then we just improv right Mm-hmm. We're always improv dancers first and foremost. Yeah, and I think that's how the Tessera f- like combos and dialect has been formatted, always with ATS in mind. Yeah, exactly. We always want things to be improvable. <laughs> You're improvable. <laughs> that's always like our main goal with any vocabulary that we come up with is that it has to be... First and foremost, there it has to make sense with the format, meaning... And you know, if anybody has watched us, you'll know that we don't actually create brand new movements. We work within the existing vocabulary and just different ways of doing things. I think we've mentioned that before. Yeah. But the most important part about that is making sure it's improbable. So even if we cue it at a different part of the music that we expected... Like, we were like, oh, this would look really good with this phrase in the music. But if one of us cues it at a different time, we could still follow it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the approach that we took for putting the set together. And it's pretty similar to the approach we took for the Sirens Fest performance, which we just posted. We just released that video. So hop on over to YouTube. Yeah. So we had some new vocab that we wanted to showcase. Showcase. And then there was like that little bit in the music that I was like, I really want to do this thing where like I start and then the second person starts and the oh, third yeah, person yeah, starts. Oh yeah, yeah, that was cute. Yeah, so that was like a little bit of choreography. But that all also harkens back to a point we've made in the past where like you have to consider what the audience sees first. Yeah. And we're, as dancers, it's our jobs to interpret the music. And that was your way of interpreting, show, interpreting the music yeah. and showing the audience exactly what was happening in the music right. at that mm-hmm. time. If by chance, like, I think it was Michio that was in the middle, started with you, you know, we would, I would have just started, uh, followed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are we going with this? I don't know. We're I just... forgot. 
think our intention was to talk about like <laughs> putting sets together. How to put sets together for different kinds of audiences. Yeah. You know what? I would never dance to like something super traditional for a lay crowd again. <laughs> I think I would probably do like Ujami or yeah. or Desert Rose or Desert Rose is always Oh my god, yeah. Chicky. Chicky. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Ujami has a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, well, because really it's good. super accessible. I think yeah. that's probably like... It's super Western. It's very super, Western. Yeah. Super, super techno-y. Yeah. And then for a f- like a festival where they are other dancers, I, I, I flip-flop with mm-hmm. this one. I yeah. definitely, I'm like, I want to do something fresh. I want to do something new. Something there's no chance another dancer's going to do. Yeah. Because it's the worst arriving at a festival, watching the open stage, and somebody's dancing to the song you're about to perform to. <laughs> Especially if they're really effing good, and you're like, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Or I, I think, you know, I'm about to perform, and I want this to be very, very classic ATS, so that's when I choose. Yeah, because we're at a festival, and we're the only, or we're one the of only like two ATS, ATS groups. Yeah. Or like ethnic dance festival where we want to really showcase what ATS is all about. I think it's all really, I think it's always really interesting when ATS dancers choose to not dance to traditional music, to dance to something that is completely Western. Girl. I got one. She got one lash on. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah. Completely Western. Completely Western. No, like, you know, you you and I have danced in Tessera to Western music. Like, we did a duet to Enemy Guns once, Devotchka, a Devotchka yep. song, which is very non-traditional, but I still think has, like, has elements of, has, like, sort of yeah. folkloric music, which is why we picked it. Yes. One, I think it's super weird to dance to completely Western music in, like, a f- traditional oh, yeah. ATS costuming. Yeah. That, to me, is so jarring. It doesn't make... There's no... It doesn't make any sense. And that's from an artistic perspective. Right. Like, if I see a dancer... And this is by no means a judgment in any way. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to make some enemies today, and that's okay. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm a jerk. But if I see somebody in full Banjara Choli skirt, headdress... And they start dancing to Poker Face by Lady Gaga. God, I'm why? just like the, those two things don't. It's like oil and and water. Yeah. To me, they don't blend. Right. But to do something super, to wear like a traditional, to do something very um, non-traditional in front of a lay audience, I think it's is confusing. extremely problematic. Right. It's confusing. Because again, they don't know what they're looking at, so they're gonna look at what you're doing and think that that's representative mm-hmm. of what we all do. And then they'll, they'll join a class and be like, Hey, wait a minute. Right. Uh huh. So I think people always have to keep in mind that you're representing a dance, you know, you're representing a dance form. Right. Right. You're not just representing yourself or your troupe. And that's a pretty big responsibility to have. Yeah, definitely. And you're, you're representing Carolina too. Yeah. So, that's always a consideration, you know, well, what's yeah. the appropriate music, what's the appropriate costuming. And it's, it's funny that, you know, we bring this up now because it's the holiday season and, oh God, 
it's already and, and the, started. there's the elusive Christmas gig where I, you know, someone's gonna dance to Santa Baby in a, in someone's a gonna dance ATS to Santa Baby. traditional ATS costume, or they're gonna dance to Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> My thing is, if you want to dance to non-traditional music and you when? don't want to wear an, an ATS costume, you probably shouldn't be an ATS dancer. <laughs> Sophia's got opinions. I have opinions and I'm, you know, I guess maybe that's kind of bitchy, but like we have a style, right? Like mm-hmm. we have a style, we have a canon of music that we dance to. We have like a uniform for the most part that says like, this is what we do. And it's not that you can't ever push the boundaries. I mean, you and I try to do that all the time in yeah. Tessera. But like, if you want to dance to Western music and not wear an ATS costume, maybe you should consider a different dance form. Maybe you should be an ITS dancer. Like if you really love improv and you like the structured aspect of group improv, but you want to dance to techno music, yeah, maybe maybe you should consider being an ITS dancer. I appreciated that about ITS. like. It was really fun to not dance to the traditional music for a little while. Yeah. And wear clothing where people could see my armpits. <laughs> we come full circle. I know. Again, I'm not about to tell anyone how to live their lives. Yeah. Do what you want. Do whatever you want to do. This is just us. What the rules that I set out for myself. <laughs> Well, no, and this is something that we've talked to Carolina about before, and she has very certain certain opinions about how this dance form was represented, too. And when we were in the student group and we said, we're going to do Santa Baby, she would probably... She'd be like, okay, well, you can just not be in this group then. <laughs> She'd probably be like, go for it, but just don't... not with, yeah. Not with, you know, Blue Diamonds. Right. But yeah, you guys do you. Just know that Sophia is judging you. No. <laughs> oh, saying that, I would never perform to that kind of stuff in public. But if I'm drilling at home. Oh, yeah. Dance to whatever you want. Yeah. Or even, I mean, even in class, like if you want to use something maybe that you think your students will be more Responsive. receptive to. Yeah. Like more Western stuff. Yeah. Like, there's a Missy Elliott song that I like to shimmy drill to. Yeah. When you're practicing, you should dance to whatever, like, gets you going. Yeah. My eyebrows are doing something really weird right now. I'm watching Sophia do her eyebrows, like, super closely. Jesse, of course, is, like, pretty much done. Yeah. I timed myself on Friday. It took me an hour and four minutes to get from zero to full ATS costume hair. What the hell? And makeup. Yeah, this is hella slow for me right now. I'm like trying to be slow for you. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna like panic now because we have to leave soon. We have to and leave she's soon. she's still got. Uh, I haven't even done my hair yet. I'm like a hot mess today. She's still in her pajamas. It's not pajamas. <laughs> I wouldn't like be in pajamas when company comes over. Come on, mm, it's even for you. I'm not company. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to The Q, 
an ATS podcast with Sofia Salazar-Rubio and Jesse Stanbridge. The music in this episode is Christmas Eve Festival in Anlo Afia Deni Ipa by Bruce Miller, available from the Free Music Archive. You can send any questions, comments, or holiday greetings to whatsthecue at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, wishing you happy holidays and a happy new year. Thank you.